Something different. That's right. Something different. It's definitely different. It's different. Uh, try and get it, really live it, no make believe. Young nigga finna fuck, I fuck a Maybelline. Uh, she got this dick, she ain't been the same, bruh. Know this lady, she been trying to shape up. I'm getting high anytime I wake up. Real high, dog, I mean, way up. I get the pay up. Niggas lately been talking pay cuts, but fuck that, no love for that. What's up, what's up, what's up, what's up, world? What's up, world? world? This is your boy, Will K the King, sitting alongside C Wade. You know this, man. What's good, bro? Man, I'm just chilling. I'm just chilling. How you doing? And this is the Down with the King podcast episode number 12. Number 12. Number 12. Man, what, Dirty Dozen? We gonna do a Dirty Dozen? Dirty Dozen. I go with that. Number 12. And we are back like we never left. As always, got a few things to go over, a few thoughts in our minds. You know me, I like to talk shit. And so if you listen to this podcast thus far. This is what we do. This is what we do. First first of all, shout out to the boy J-Fan for, for, the, for the jam that you just heard. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Shout out shout, shout oh, to yeah. J-Fan. Shout out to Chavis Chandler. Yeah, I also want to point out that song's produced by... Us, yeah. Just wanna, just wanna, just, just point so. out that we, you know, we, we do shit, we do different things, you know. We're just, it's just different. And for those who keep asking, you know, are we still producing? Yeah, we are. We just, we going through some technical difficulties as usual. Shit happens. Yeah, it, we busy. Let's we're just busy. put it like that. We busy. But something, you know, things change. You'll see. On that note, so with that being said, what's on um, your mind this week? Right. So what's been up with you, man? Uh, work. Apartment life, trying to get these coins up, man. How's married life treating you? Not married, by the way. He's, he's married. I'm not married. Not married. <laughs> it's not legal, but he's married. Not. <laughs> Shut your face. Shut up. Shut up. I don't like you right now. <laughs> First off, Yo, actually, I feel some type of way because my brother has met his girl and I haven't yet. It was a chance encounter. Oh, bro. <laughs> it was. It really what kind was. Of shit is that? It was like a random, like, let's do this. I met one of his best friends and I ain't seen this girl yet. What the fuck? Yes, you have. I've, I've seen a picture of her after I asked you and niggas already been together for a year. The fuck? Hey. Well, Whatever, nigga. <laughs> I'm off this nigga. All right. <laughs> My Back to the business at hand. My bad. <laughs> so, like I said, you know, a few things been going on in the world since the last time we talked to you guys. Yeah. So, we talked about this before, but I just want to finish up because I have a couple thoughts. So, the MGK M beef is pretty much done. MGK has pretty much said he's not going to respond because he doesn't think M's uh, response was hard enough or didn't, quote unquote, connect. First off, MGK does not want any more smoke with Marshall. I just want to point out a couple of things, and this is the issue I have with people, because my thing is this. If you're not a fan of M, that's fine. Uh, MGK did an interview with The Breakfast Club, and mm-hmm. one of the things he kept pointing out <clears throat> was how Eminem is a recluse, and Eminem, you don't you don't see Eminem out, and all this other stuff. My issue with that is this. People don't seem to understand. If you follow M's career, M was out 
everywhere when yeah, he first came Yeah, through. he was literally Dude face first everywhere. Eight, eight, nine, ten years of his career in front of the camera. couldn't go anywhere without seeing him. But the problem with that is that it also got him in trouble because mm-hmm. he was always in the spotlight. He was mm-hmm. always getting into dumb shit. If you if you remember that one bar from uh, uh, the way I am, he merely said, "I can't take a shit without someone in the bathroom standing by it." Right, and you got to understand when you you know he went through his drug issues and he all these little issues he went through. So if you've been through all that shit and you get older, you're like I don't want to deal with that bullshit. You ain't got no time more. for that. And you also realize that those things that you were out there doing, the things that influences from around you when you were out there in the public eye so much, are some of the things that have made you, you know, go to drugs and different things like that. So as you get older, you're like, well, shit, I'm in my 30s, 40s, or whatever the case may be. I'm not trying to do that shit no more. I'm staying in the house. So I'm staying in the fucking house. (laughs) I'm staying in the house. I'm working. What the fuck is wrong with that? Nobody criticizes artists like... Uh, Sade or people like that that don't go no you never see nah that. I haven't heard one bad you thing about Sade any <laughs> of those people but it's because it's M and everybody wanted to talk about how he's a recluse there's plenty of artists that are like that Prince wasn't out there like that exactly you, you only saw, saw Prince, Prince you only saw Prince like once in a blue moment right there are a lot of artists that are just like that yeah. like M was out there for a while, for about a nine, ten year period. M was everywhere. Mm-hmm. So after a while, you get to a point. It's twenty years, you know, later. Like I'm trying to chill. I'm in the house. I'm right. in the fucking house. I right. see y'all later. I'm, I'm not trying to surround myself that got me a decade worth of trouble in the first place. Right, dude was always got in time. And the thing is, he got it worse than most people. Dude was getting protested. Mm. Like he was getting like picket signs and shows and mm-hmm. war shows. CD like, stomped on. Right, that shit wasn't common. Nah. So it's a little different. Like people don't seem to understand there. You just want it. It's the narrative is different. Mm-hmm. My other thing is, and so you know what you're gonna get when you get M. M is gonna he's gonna do his wordplay shit. He's gonna attack. But my thing is this: the battle was gonna be. It's gonna be easier for it was gonna be easier for MGK to make a diss about M than it was for M to make a diss about MGK. Yeah. For two reasons. For one. All MGK had to do was basically say everything everybody else has been criticizing him about for years. <laughs> All he had to do was go on the internet and, and look say at it. Eminem and look at everything bad that everybody said about him and what hey, they complained Google, about his Eminem. last few albums. Mm-hmm. All he had to do was do that. Mm-hmm. He's all he did was say, "Oh shit!" You know what he did? He did what B Rabbit did in fucking um, Eight Mile. <laughs> I know everything you got to say, say against me. me. So what he did is he's basically on the internet and did in the reverse. Mm-hmm. He went and said, "Let me see what everything that I can say about him." I ain't really got to write the song. The fans wrote it for me. Yep. Excuse my phone, by the way. See, this is why I put mine on vibrate. Yeah, I usually do, but you know, shit happens. But, like, that's my thing. So, it was way easier. What, what the fuck are you going to say about MGK? MGK ain't nobody paying the hell to Nah, nobody was so checking for Machine Gun Kelly up to this point. Man, that's what nobody really, checking even, for this guy. Yeah, it's harder for you to diss somebody that nobody, like, it's not, nobody really pays attention to. And, and the funny the funny part about it is, M didn't want to go in he on really it. Didn't, he didn't want to do it. You could tell he was even going light when he did the shit. Yeah, that yeah, that was the whole consensus. Like we we knew he was just playing. He was just playing around. He's just playing around. He he he's playing with his food right now. But the other thing about it is, MGK is sucker. And what I mean by that is, you gotta stop posting pictures mm-hmm. on your Facebook and Instagram in front of a crowd that ain't yours, mm-hmm. nigga. That was Fallout Boy's crowd. And you got booed you, off. 
you got booed off the stage after they saw the shirt because you what you did is a little sucker shit because mm-hmm. a fan called you out was like, nah, nigga, tell the truth. Mm-hmm. You asked us to take a picture and told us to put our middle fingers up. You had a jacket on. Then you turned around and faced the camera and took your jacket off and had the shirt. When you turned around and faced us, nigga, we booed you off the stage. That was some dumb, so, dumb move. Like, it's, it, uh, it's the internet, so niggas want to front for the internet and I get that. But the fans called your bitch ass out. You basically got bow out. Yep. You got Bow Wow fronting <laughs> yes, on the internet. He did though. He you really got Bow Wow, and that's and that's good. Uh. So what we gonna see the MGK challenge now? <laughs> right, <laughs> right. When I see artists like Ed Sheeran posing um, in front of the audience, I know that's his audience. Mm-hmm. MGK, that's not your audience. MGK doesn't have an audience at all. At all. Well, whatever's left of it is now want, gone. And I still want to fact check this shit about him saying he sold 24 million records because I don't believe that shit. Nah, even G-Eazy said you ain't sold nothing, bruh. Like, <laughs> you ain't sold nothing. Why nobody checking for you? Nobody's checking. Nobody's checking for it. You You got mad when, when Halsey was singing about me. It ain't about you. Yeah, you might have smashed, but Halsey's singing about me. <laughs> but, you know, I just wanted to kind of touch on that a little bit because I feel like people... People just want so bad to just dislike him, and it's like, what? What more can you say about him? What did he Did he kick down the door and just spit game at your whole family? Right, like we just just dropped the whole album. Like here's some fire. He did shit to y'all. He did nothing to nobody. He he stayed out of people's business, and y'all still came for him. (laughs) Like what is this? So it is what it is. Um, I just want to kind of get that off from my chest. So the next thing, R.I.P. MJK's career. Yeah, career oh, suicide. Okay. Oh, actually, I like the thing is, I like the fan of one of his albums, um, his general admission album. I also like that album, but I don't know. even remember that. I do. I like. I, I remember his mixtapes. I only remember it only because Alpha, Alpha Omega's on that album, and I love that fucking song. Um, don't know it. I know you don't. I'm just telling you what I think. Mm. Mm. That's crazy. That's crazy. You like his albums? I like his. Well, I liked his mixtapes <laughs> until the. I don't know. I don't really know what happened for my fandom of MGK because I, you know, I was a fan. I was a fan for a little bit, and then after the hype from Wild Boy died down, it's like, all right, I ain't really got nothing going on for for your whole fan base. I mean, Cleveland is, woo, but yeah, nothing, nothing at all. Well. Fuck MGK. Just want to end it with her. So, um, moving on. As we segue to the next topic. Segway. Segway. So. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, so. (laughs) I don't understand what the fuck is wrong with this guy. Uh, (laughs) It's it's him. It's definitely. It's me on 10,000. So, Lupe dropped a new album Mm, on Friday. Drogas Wave. Chris hasn't listened to it yet. No, I've only gotten about seven songs in. To be fair, so I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna give you my opinion of the album. I can just say I, so far from what I heard, I like it. Yeah, um, we we need full analysis from you when you get to uh, all twenty four. You'll, you'll get, you'll you'll get it. But it's it's what I can tell from the album so far is that it is an overarching concept throughout the album. Mm. Um, but it is a so far what I do like the album. Um, I've really not disliked, really, really disliked a little bit. Um, I didn't like Drug is Light too much. Um, 
a lot of people don't like food and liquor too, but I like food and liquor too. So food and know. liquor too is cool. Yeah, like people talk about they like they throw those trash. I'm like, I don't, I don't think Emma's ever had. I mean, I don't think Lupe has ever had a trash album. I think what it is, is a lot Lupe, of people would say that Lasers was the trash. It was, album. and if it was, it was a trash album because it wasn't a Lupe it, album. Right, it, it was wasn't something he wanted. wanted to do. Right, but as far as just an album, if you judging it on its own as an album, it wasn't terrible. It's just for Lupe as a Lupe album, it wasn't. Yeah, best. it was but Lupe think, doing a pop album and right, and I think Lupe fans, Lupe fans are are elitist at best and what I mean by that is that they don't want Lupe to venture too far out what they want Lupe to be mm. and so if Lupe does anything different than what they want like for example one of the people I talk, we talked about earlier he was talking about how he don't like when Lupe is on uh, pop or uh, commercial beats or more hit, um, um, industry beats and it's mm. like what the fuck like, <sighs> what do you expect him to do <laughs> you can't be worldwide choppers every album right so it's just Every Lupe fan has these little stipulations of things they want him to do and the way he want him to do it, which is always my thing with Lupe fans. But my thing about Lupe in general, and I just kind of want to touch on the, the criticism that he gets as far as his career in general. Mm. And the thing is, people don't understand how crazy Lupe's career has been. Yeah, because if, if you know like we know. <laughs> Lupe's career has been like crazy. Like He's had things happen in his career that's never happened. Yeah. Like you, you talk about a roller coaster for a career. Right. This man has been on it and still is on it. Right. And I, don't, and I don't know if I think I touched on this before, but a lot of people don't realize, like, Lupe, so, Lupe, first and 15 was the same. Him and, you know, his brother, his, um, uh, yeah, Chile. Chile. And Chile got, you know, yeah, locked Chile. up. First of all, people don't realize, Lupe was about that life. Mm-hmm. Like, Lupe yeah, was like, a Lupe, G out here in, in, in Westside. If you listen to early on Lupe, Lupe, all the drug raps and all the drug dealing rapping shit y'all like from Biggie and artists like that. That was real. Lupe did that shit. He was out he here. He do that shit. At one point, though, he just said, you know what? I don't want to perpetuate that shit. Mm-hmm. So he changed up. Sweet. Even though he was still, at times, still associated with niggas that was doing this. the reason why his boy Chili is locked up for 44 years. <laughs> it was doing that shit. Mm-hmm. Lupe got arrested too, but he got off. Um, oh, technicality, but the it? whole fucking label got indicted. Like whole first and fifteenth. They was about. They it was not that, about to see no, daylight. <laughs> you know how like Bobby Smurda and his crew get knocked up. That's that was Lupe's whole label at the time. Mm-hmm. So cats don't understand that. The thing about Lupe though is once he switched up and said I want to you know do that shit. The thing is he got you know, him and Chili and then they got close with. Jay kind of really became an advocate for him. And Jay, like, Jay was, like, really, like, pushing Lupe. And so when Jay was about to retire the first time, and he was, um, the original plan was for him to go to Atlantic and be the president. Mm-hmm. And he, um, and so with that being said, he was telling Lupe, you know, y'all need to go over there to get a deal with Atlantic because I'm going to be able to the president. And, like, literally at the zero day over there, Lupe and him went and signed a deal with Atlantic. Mm-hmm. And then at the, the fucking zero hour, Def Jam offered Jay his master's. If he came over there and stayed and became the president of Def Jam, I mean, you can't really say and, no to that. I mean, it's, it's the masters you know to all how your records. And how valuable it is to own your fucking masters in this industry? Like Jay couldn't turn that shit down. Right. Even Lupe ain't no understood when he called him like, "Look, yeah, they offered my masters, my masters, dog. I can't turn this shit down." And it's like, well, you can't turn it down. The fucked up part about that though is that it left Lupe on the island because he had no advocates at Atlantic. Mm-hmm. Nobody at Atlantic yeah. was like an advocate. The only reason he was over there is because of Jay. Mm-hmm. And Jay didn't come. 
So now he had nobody over there advocating for him as an artist. He was his. He was, he was his on island. So the first album, they kind of let him do what he wanted to do off the strength of Jay. Jay, Jay executive produced the album. Is you know, it's kind of a like, look, I can't. I'm not the president, but I'll at least executive produce your album. Mm-hmm. All right, do him a solid. Mm-hmm. So that album did good. That album was a great album. A lot of people consider it a classic. I do too. And Food America One is a is a and forever will be a classic. Right. So. He followed that up. You know, he got, he built some cachet with that album. He won a Grammy off that album for um Cape Push. Uh, no, or was it for, uh, um, uh, uh, Daydream? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Won a Grammy, so you know he has some cachet now. And so now the label's okay. Look, you can build some cachet. All right, you can do what you want. The second album too. Mm-hmm. He did the cool. Another also, classic album. Also a classic. Also a classic album. And so now he's at a point now where he's doing well. He's you know consistently doing gold. He's not doing platinum or anything like that, but he's doing but well. He's doing all right. And then you know, but the thing about Lupe is Lupe made all his money off of tour anyway. Mm-hmm. Lupe wasn't gonna make all his money off of, like he toured all the time. So most of his money was gonna be coming from tour anyway, even if he wasn't like selling really records shit like that. Right. He, he always had that. Cool, that, that, that tour was like you gonna make money on tour. So that's when all the bullshit starts, because now you've done two successful albums. And I also got to realize, like, the climate in which Lupe came up in. Mm. Like, people, and I've heard people say that Kendrick is what Lupe was supposed to be. The problem I have with that is this. That's a stretch. (laughs) What I have a problem with that is this. You got to understand the climate that with, when, when Lupe came up, it was still 50 Cent and hardcore hip hop. Right, it was it was, it was all raps. That was 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 ruling everything. Mm-hmm. Kanye was just getting hot, but he hadn't made the sh- the shift in the industry that he was going to make. Right. So we're feel we're still and people don't realize that Kanye the, the changes that he made in the industry and the shift that he made as an um, as an artist and influencer is the reason why we have artists like Kendrick and Cole even Drake now because mm-hmm. of what Kanye did 10, 15 years ago. And off, you know, off the, off mic, I was sitting here watching the 808 and Heartbreak documentary of how the whole project was made. And it was literally depicting the whole shift from the Going to Dark tour to what uh, came out of 808 and Heartbreak. Like, it was, it was literally showing you the shift of things to come from that album and you know everything that followed that was literally culture shift and this is what made Kanye Kanye the person we love right <laughs> uh, yeah I'm, I'm, that's why I said it with a question mark what right. you love? I still love Kanye but I'm not going to get into that yeah um, whatever the case may be <laughs> um, kind of getting back on topic so the thing about Lou is at that point, the label was looking there like, look, you're doing well as far as your your albums are critically acclaimed. They both went gold. Mm-hmm. But you did that without any influence from the label. Now it's our turn. What if we what if we put our footprint on this now? You can do even better. Like if you ever get a pop hit, oh, it's gonna be even excellent. Like more like it's gonna take you to the next level. And that's what the label was thinking. Yeah. Now the label was thinking, how can we get our money out of this because Lupe's gonna get what he get because he's doing tours and shit. Mm-hmm. Label ain't getting a whole ain't nothing from that. 
they get so much from it, but it's really it's, it's, royalties it's, and shit like that. So Performance royalties, they, they they share that. So the label is not really getting they're not bad really like banking they want off to. your a tour, which is a, and that's then what happens when, which is the reason why it took so long for Lupe to drop another album because the label wants working. input now. Yeah, and he's like resistant to that because the one thing I'll say about um, Lupe and also say about Kendrick, any MC will tell you. And Kendrick has dumbed down his lyrics for the industry. Yeah, he's dumbed down a lot of his music for ex- for what the industry is looking for. Now he still has a message, but what he'll do with his singles, he'll dumb down his singles mm-hmm. to make it something that's accessible, something you can play in the club. But then when you listen to his album, it's like, oh shit, he's talking about something. So and there, there is a lure, he kind of lures you in, and I get that. But there, a there's people, a stark difference between OD Section Eighty and you. Uh, was it OD Section Eighty? Good kid, and you shift that to Butterfly, and damn. Yeah, damn is definitely it, his that's, most that's a that's a and, whole different and vibe. Damn is his whole his, and that's why I say people say damn is his most accepted or like largely accepted album because because of was, radio play. It was more radio friendly. Mm. So my thing with that is. And the thing I always respect about Lou, as much as people may get frustrated with it, Lou never conformed. No. Lupe refused to dumb it down. He That's, made a song about it. <laughs> dumb it down. <laughs> and the thing is, Jay was, Joe was quoted as saying, you just like going over niggas' heads. He's like, yeah, I, I, I like it. Because Jay was like, nigga, sometimes say, he's like, I don't even understand what the fuck you're talking about. I have to go back and let's do it four or five times. There are you, you one of those people that, that they kind of kind of tell me you well, have to listen to Lupe like, like four or five times. You understand there are lines, there are songs that I've listened to for Lupe for fifteen years, and I still can go back and hear shit and be like, "How the fuck did I miss that line?" And it's just that that's what Lupe does. Lou is the master of quadruple entendres. It's, it's just and it's just shit you might not catch mm-hmm. until you really go back and look at that shit. Mm-hmm. So. Lupe just never conformed. He never was going to dumb down his music. That was his refusal, and that's the reason why him and his label clashed. Mm. That's the reason why it took so long for Lasers to come out, because the Lasers, he really didn't want to do, but they made him. I remember they dropped a couple singles, and then it never came out. And yeah. Then, yeah, they well, they dropped singles, and then they shelved them immediately. Right. Like, it was on the radio for about, I uh, give it about... Two or three months, roughly. Mm, yeah, it had a, it had a nice little run. There was like, yeah, okay, we're done. And it was like you know, like the cool came out in twenty two two thousand seven. Mm. It took forever for lasers to come out. Yeah, I'm trying to see what the date was. You know, one thing also, I just want to always point out: Google is free. Google is your friend because we are we are hard advocates for Google. Send us that check though. What up though, Google? What up though? I mean, what I, and what I mean by that is that nigga, if y'all have a question about something, just Google like, it. Stop just talking shit without fact checking shit. Because I hate when niggas sound dumb. Google, Google is your friend. About. Wikipedia is that that sometimes friend. Right. Because you know <laughs> Wikipedia is not always true. Right. So this is how it went. So. The Food of Liquor came out in 2016. I'm right, 2006. Mm. Wow. The Cool came out in 2007. So a year later. A little over a year later, a year and three months, because mm. it was September and then December. Mm-hmm. The Lasers didn't come out until March of 2011. And that's that's how long the war between him and Atlantic was. It was going. It was going it back was, and forth. And the yeah. thing about it is, 
what people don't understand, so because I mean, he had released so many different songs at that time. He was just trying to, you know, put music out, and he would put out songs and stuff. Because uh, I think what was um, uh, Beeman was supposed to be on Lasers. Yeah, Beeman, Beeman was Beeman was supposed to be the lead single off. Yeah, of I remember it was a release, and then he did the remix with um, Aussie Chess Club. Remix was lit, huh? I remember it. Remix because he would do things like that. He did the All City Chess Club, and people would get mad at Lupe for going on rants on Twitter. But you gotta understand the situation he was in. Right, he, he had, was basically in a situation where he was being held up by his label because they wanted him to do the music they wanted him to do, mm-hmm. and he was like, no. Mm-hmm. And, and when he did the songs, they still were like, no, it's not good enough. It was like, well, y'all don't listen to music you want to do. Now you saying it's not like, good what, enough, what? so they just shelved it. It, and and so you got uh, got to so, enter that Tyrese. I mean, what more do you want from me? Basically, and so the the thing that got that album put out was the fans protesting. Mm-hmm. The fans lined up outside of Atlantic Records and, and organized the protest online, and all thousands of fans lined up outside of fucking Atlantic Records. Occupy Atlantic. And this is before Occupy was a thing. But, yeah, yeah. This this was right, before Occupy was all, a thing. They all protested outside of Atlantic to make them put out Lupe's album. Mm-hmm. I can't honestly think of another artist who's had his fans literally go and protest outside of a record label to get somebody's album put out. It doesn't happen all the time. Right. And so then when the album finds, so they Atlantic acquiesced and gave him a, a March 7 release date because I remember this shit like the back of my hand. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, I remember the night that the day it happened because I remember Leo Cohen because that's when he was still at Atlantic. Mm-hmm. He came out with a boombox and in the middle of the crowd and played on um, Beeman and said, I was going to come on March 11th. Wow. Okay. I remember that shit like okay. it was yesterday. All right, Leo. So right. the album came out. Fans weren't totally happy with it. But that's what the label wanted him to make. It was a few songs. I mean, you know, he had songs like um, Things I Never Said shit like that. Yeah, I, I mean, Beam, it was a good song. Things I Never Said was a good song. But it was just um, like, people really just... Bad. No, that was on Food Awakening 2, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But people complained, and I, I understood it, because they weren't, they didn't like Pop Lupe, and Lupe didn't like Pop right, Lupe. Right, right. He but, didn't even like it. But that was just what it was. And then the other thing was, so then after that... Oh, the other thing that was going on during that time as well is the label was trying to force him to sign a 360 deal. Mm. Because the other thing about Lupe is that Lupe, like I said, he made most of his money off touring. Mm-hmm. So now the label was saying the 360 thing and Lior is the person that started the 360 thing. Mm-hmm. Basically was like, we're not making it as are we say, okay, well, these artists are making all this money off touring. The, the industry was changing. Mm-hmm. Artists weren't going, unless you were a top tier artist, you weren't going platinum, shit like that. So the labels weren't getting the kind of money off of these artists that they were getting before. So not, and then they see all these artists make all this money off of touring and shit. They're like, well, we want some of that. All right, we want some of that back. We want a piece of everything. And so now you're getting these artists to sign 360 deals where now we have a piece of everything you do. Mm-hmm. Your touring, your merch, everything. We own you. Right. And Lupe was like, fuck no. This is my tour. This fuck is my no. money. So that was another reason why his album got held up. Mm-hmm. Other than the fact that they, they didn't approve of the music, they also wanted him to sign a 360 deal. And he was like, fuck y'all. Nah, yeah, so, the album set for, and so the album set for four years until the fans protested. And they finally said, okay, we released it. And they released it. The fans were happy. But them releasing the album at least got him and them because he they released the album and he did the pop shit, but he also did the pop shit with the idea that he would get, get to release another album a year later, which was Food and Liquor 2. Mm-hmm. That came out to mixed reviews as well, but I think fans is that I think that was more so with fans don't want your, the artist to involve. 
because bitch, because Fool Liquor Two was not a bad album at all. It, it wasn't but bad, but it wasn't it Fool wasn't, Liquor One. It was One, but you always gonna compare that because that's just like Blueprint Two and Blueprint One. True, true. Like it just wasn't like. Blue, I love well, Blueprint Two was just well. I ain't gonna get into all that. Blueprint, Blueprint Two was all over the place. But even it, Jay it said, was, but Jay, I, I got a whole another rant about that. <laughs> I really do. I really do. What is your issue with Blueprint Two? <laughs> okay. This is just the fact that I like Blueprint 2 for what it was. Okay. It was the height of, you know, uh Rockefeller and Okay. Just, you know, it was it was them at the it was them at the pinnacle. Okay. The problem I have with it is I liked the cursed disc better than I liked the gift. Because the curse had more jams. The curse had more like club makers. The gift wasn't all that great to me. Maybe track one was uh, uh, All a Dream, like the very first intro track. I like that one. Everything else, I skipped. Well, no, I like I liked the, the Just song. Oh, you don't know? No, that was on. No, I'm talking about. No. No, that was that's what print one. I'm sorry. Oh, the Give Me song. The, oh yeah, yeah. Oh baby, I like that song. That's one of the few it's, songs I liked on the first one. But it's like, it's just it's just it so much to digest. Well, you're right. It was a big, and that's the thing he even said. That's the reason why he released Blueprint 2.1. Oh, so which it was, was more a more condensed, condensed uh, of just the songs that it um, was more of a condensed, which was way better than Blueprint 2. Yeah, so that's the reason why he released Blueprint 2.1 because Blueprint 2 was just all over. And he even said it because he said it like. I love so many different types of movies. I'm so I'm all over. That's the reason why the album was so all over the place. Yeah, I wanted to fit all these different things on one album, and, I, and it was too much. So that's the reason why he ended up even releasing Blueprint 2.1 for that exact reason. Because you're right, I like the second disc way better than the first. Yeah, it's, the, the current disc is bangers. <laughs> I loved uh, Guns and Roses. Guns and Roses. Was I loved my the shit. You Don't Know remix. Yes. Um, I love Meet the Parents. Was my shit. Like mm-hmm. people don't. And that's the thing. That's one of the things underrated about Jay is his storytelling ability. That song is deep as hell. Yeah, that's. Jay is a very underrated story. Very too. underrated. So that's a deep ass song. People don't realize it, but mm-hmm. that was do- like it was a lot of dope ass songs on Bo- on this on the second. I'm shooting Blueprint to the song. Yeah, that the, the that whole was Nas the real, the the real whole... response to Nas. Song. Yeah, that's yeah the... he lit into that nigga on that song. Mm-hmm. Whole song. <laughs> whole song. <laughs> the whole song. Just put, whole his, song. put his whole elbow Shoot, into it. Um, like, got you as one. The, oh man, the Herb Rail Fire the, Joint the, with the Rail. Uh, oh the, man, the, Rail on the hook. The, where is half of Where is half of these people at now? I don't know where Rail is. Rail was on every rider for it. That was yes. they didn't get the same. Rockefeller was call Rail. Where Rail at? Where Rail at? Around the building. Rail, we need you to sing on this song. We, we need you to do a falsetto. Need you. To, oh, nigga, it's song called "Think It's a Game." Think it's a game. Like, <laughs> oh, that's a hit. <laughs> like just put rail on it. Just put rail on this bonfire. Hey, we need a nigga with braids to play a drug dealer in fucking um state property. Get nigga rail. Get rail. But <laughs> <laughs> like, where range is that? I don't know where niggas at dog. Get him on the camera. Put him in the car. Give some dialogue. This <laughs> <laughs> gonna be a hit. <laughs> but no, you. That's the exact same complaint most people when I had about the blueprint. Yeah, this it was like, just all over the place. It was too much. It's like for for me. I like a. I like just one disc. Yeah, I don't, I don't few, like. There's very few double CDs that I've ever liked. Like okay, when it when it comes to albums, I don't want it to be like how Final Fantasy VII was, <laughs> like three fucking CDs. 
I don't have speaking of three. I remember when fucking MJ um MG I'm sorry um MJG no eight ball had a three disc album. Yes, it was like sixty motherfucking songs. What the no? Back in like, I was in high school. It was like nineteen ninety eight or some shit. Oh my god, uh, nigga, why is this album three C? <laughs> like, are you trying to cover all the bases, nigga? <laughs> Like, are you trying to flood the whole gate? Like, what are you doing? Right. I appreciate you for the for the content, but come on, dog. <laughs> come yeah. on, man. Just, just chill. We are dating ourselves a little bit, but nigga, whatever. Whatever, man. So, look. Yeah, so with that being said. um, Straight off topic again, but jump back on. That's what we do. Um, But Food <laughs> Liquor too. Like, I liked it. Some people didn't. And it was like, you know, it was mixed reviews or whatever. But I think part of that is that that was where people started saying, well, it's just different because... You know he's 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 rapping over more um you know industry and hard 808s and stuff. People don't know how to adjust to that when it comes to Lupe. And it's like well, sh- you know whatever Lupe, he's not. Lupe he's not couldn't a, really conform to. He's it. not a monolith. Like he gotta you know you gotta evolve at some point and be, show you you can do different things. Uh-huh. But the content was the fucking same. So it is what it is. People, oh, you know, that also was the controversy um, with P. Rock about the, oh, the, freedom ain't free about the around the uh, about the Troy beat because I mean he just resent they just resampled it right. They just took the same they sample took that the same Pete did. And did it, but because people were like, well, you didn't ask permission. He didn't own it. Right. I, I get what they're saying, but this is also the same shit. That's another thing that happened in Lupe's career. One of the reasons <laughs> that people were mad at Lupe. So back years ago. VH1 used to do this thing called Hip Hop Honors. Mm. Oh, so hey, yes. it was a year where Tribe Called Quest were being honored. And, and so they had a bunch of, you know, those so, so the quote unquote conscious rappers. Because you had what Consequence. Consequence. Wasn't what Quality Weather. Lupe was there. Whatever the case may be, people were mad because Lupe forgot the he, lines to a song. Yeah, he forgot the lines to uh, electric realization. Right. People were mad. Hey, if and for those came, who know that is the jam, you don't forget the lines. You're, but, and I get it. You know. Lupe, and so that started a whole other debate because Lupe went on his rant about how hip-hop fans are elitist, and hip-hop in general is elitist. And the reason, and I got what he was saying because what he was saying is, if you're considered a quote-unquote conscious rapper, these are, you're supposed to be into these certain artists. Mm-hmm. And you have to like people like Talib. You have to people like to like people like Most Def. You have to listen to people like Tribe Called Quest. Mm-hmm. You have to listen to people like um, fucking um, De La Soul. Anybody, Chuck. anybody from the native Any, tongues. You era. have to listen. That's the that, because you are so quote unquote a conscious rapper. You are you're supposed to be have to be you're supposed to be well versed in these artists. So basically, and, you got to be stuck in this little and box. And Lupe's thing was, nigga, I didn't grow up on that music. I grew up on fucking Spice One. Right. And, Hardcore gangster rap, nigga. I, I'm I from grew, Chicago. I grew up on Southern rap. Like he's and like, Chicago he's like, I'm from Chicago. I didn't grow up on like the conscious New York rap. Mm-hmm. I grew up on hardcore, fucking West Coast shit, some Southern shit. Like that's what I grew up on. And you can tell the influence when he rap. But people don't see nothing. But people didn't take that because they just say, "Oh, you're a, you're a conscious rapper, so these are the things you should listen to." And it's like, "Well, no, that's not true." No. Because I listen to fucking everything. Before I got into any conscious rap, the first things I really got hooked on, as far as like when I really, really, really had to rap, was my cousin listened to a bunch of like West Coast shit. Mm-hmm. And then I started getting into shit like Wu Tang and and then Biggie and Jay and shit like that. But and then went back and I mean I I knew about De La Soul and shit like that and I liked their song, but I really really 
wouldn't up on it like that. Right. It was just like, okay, I was aware of it, but I was a kid. So, like, you, everybody doesn't have to listen to the same shit. Well, but it was like, you know, I didn't, I didn't grow up on that. So, mm-hmm. while I understand I was my bad for forgetting the words, y'all can't make it seem like I'm just wrong for not knowing them. And like, that was just, that was, that was his complaint. Right. Was like, oh, look, if I forgot the words, I forgot the words, but y'all niggas making it seem like I'm fucking, I should go to hell for not knowing these wooden words. Like, no, I just, shit. That's not what I listened to. Shavins, whatever. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and, and so that was another reason why people, a lot of people were mad at him before. So Lupe, and Lupe is not going to bite his tongue. Lupe doesn't. Right. He's another person so that's not afraid Lupe to say not, what he's going to so say. So going to say what he want to say, damn, and how anybody feel about it. And so because he wasn't apologetic as much as people wanted him to be, oh, uh, you should be apologetic as shit. No. Q-Tip forgave him. They nigga did their fucking remix to Paris Tokyo with him. So what the fuck? Right, if, if, if that's Q- not if that's not the apology letter Q- you want, if Q Tip if Q Tip game, what the fuck y'all care about? Right, oh, you niggas was the keepers of what all holy and hip hop. It's like whatever, man. Come on, son. And so, um, but kind of getting back to where we were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, he refuses three sixty and shit like that. Fine, going through liquor, food liquor is you know, food liquor two drops. I like it, like we don't. And so from there, he goes to another situation where not or not. They want him to do more pop shit again, mm-hmm. cause they're like now, cause Food of Liquor Two didn't hit like they um what one. I mean, Bitch Bad did good, but overall the album didn't hit like they thought it would as far as like um record sales. Right. So now the label is coming back to him again, like, well, see, you did it your way and it didn't work. Now we're gonna do it our way. Now you gotta do it our way. And so at that point, they go in this whole tussle again. And going back and forth for tussle about another about, what they four want five you to make years. These pop records. Um, they want you to you want you to do this shit. You got to make these records. You got to make this. You got to make that. Um, but Lupe so, being Lupe be like nah. No, and he did a couple. They did a couple records. He did. A, so I know he did a song with Ty Dolla Sign. Mm-hmm. There was a, a record where Ed Sheeran, Ed Sheeran was first getting hot, mm-hmm. and you know they they pulled back on him, and so he went through that for three years, almost three years, about two and a half years, because Full Liquor came out in two and two came out in September, and then Tessa and You dropped. Oh, and, Tessa um, on you. In 2015, January. So, between that time... T- between that time, you know, he was going back and forth with them. He did the whole poppy record um, app label and they didn't want it. Mm-hmm. So then, um, another unprecedented event happens, and it's never happened with any other artist. The hacker community, Anonymous... Mm, shout out to Anonymous. ...comes man. out and basically says to Atlantic... If y'all don't release Lupe's album, and this is around the time the Occupy movement was very, very huge. Mm-hmm. Lupe had dropped two mixtapes in between Friend of the People Friend and the, the people. Estate. Yep. Which and he I, was which a very I have. big supporter of the Occupy movement. Mm-hmm. Especially you can you can actually hear it a lot on uh Friend of the Oh yeah. Friend of the People. Right. It was that kind of vibe. Right. And so with that happening, the the anonymous hacker group was like Lupe is a person. He's a he's a he's a speaker of the community. He's a a voice of the voiceless. We need to hear him, and so they basically threatened to fuck Atlantic shit up if y'all don't give him a release date. And so Atlanta had to fuck. It was like, oh, I guess we give him a release date. Because uh, 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 uh. <laughs> even if it wasn't a real threat, they wasn't taking no chances. Right. We so don't know who this anonymous person is. Um. In the meantime, though. Um, Lupe was like, because at one point the album was what it was, and see, at one point he was like, well, this shit ain't gonna get released anyway, so he went back and recorded a whole new album, mm-hmm. and that's the album we ended up hearing, which most people loved. You had 
three songs on the album that were like eight, nine minutes long. Between Bureaus, <laughs> Prisoner <laughs> 1 and 2. Yep. Like, Epic. Chopper. Ep- oh, man. Chopper, Ooh. Chopper, bang in the car, man. Right. It does. It does. <laughs> chopper, bang. What? Woo. But, um... <laughs> Yeah, he and Tessa Will and Use is one of those albums, and, and you know it was you know the Akira and influence on the um the title and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Shout out, shout out to all the real anime heads out there that that recognize that Akira is one of the most, I'll say iconic, animes that's you know been out here for the last couple of decades. Right. So his career has been all over the place. Well, like in two times, so in twice in his year, he's had to have fans through, um, protest against his album release. Then he had to have a hacker, a, a worldwide known hacker group threaten to basically threaten a label to get an album release. Mm-hmm. That has never happened for any, to any other artist ever. Unless you go pay a fiasco. Ever. <laughs> get, so, get stress it again, stress it again. People, Ever, ever, ever. Ever. So my thing is, people want to complain about Lupe. Lupe, if you look at Lupe's career, it's been it's been all over the place. Mm -hmm. Um, But what I will say about Lupe is that Lupe has never conformed to anybody, and Lupe is a legend, as far as I'm concerned. Anybody that and 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 he's also an alien because he's one of the few people that can do shit with words that I can't understand. So. Um, but I just wanted to point out I'm still gonna listen to the album because I haven't finished listening to it and I listen to it this week um, mm-hmm. on my way to work and shit but um, in the meantime I'm sure it's shit dope from what I heard of it was dope so far mm-hmm. um, but I just wanted to kind of point out that you niggas need to stop sitting on the back chill out chill out you gonna bring so, the old Lupe back and keep messing right. with speaking of a new cat from this this generation that I'm a fan of J. Cole so I um yeah, what's, what's so, going on at the concert? So, a couple right? weeks ago, so Thursday, like, what, two Thursdays ago, my little sister hit me up was like, hey, I got an email about these uh, cheap tickets to the J. Cole concert. You want to go? And I'm like, that was random, but sure. She's like, yeah, they're like 80 bucks. And I'm like, let me see it. She's like, yeah, it's like 80 bucks. And it's like the tickets you would normally pay like 140 bucks for, like, lower bowl, like. Mm-hmm. And so she bought the tickets and ended up in, like, third row, like, right off the floor. It was fucking, we were close as shit. And so... Um, he had Earth Gang open for him. I guess the artist he just signed to the Dreamville. Um, and then Jaden Smith was up, uh, open for him. And Jaden did his thing. Jaden was cool. Jaden gonna Jaden. Um, and then um, doesn't he have another album out other than Sire? It was just the it's the, it's basically the same album. It's just an electric version of it. Electric version. Electric guitar. Oh oh okay. Right. Oh yeah. so more like a rock. Rap version. Well, no, it's, it's kind of like how it's like electric guitar. It's literally, so, so it's kind of like it. it's, it's kind of like how NERD did in search of like mm-hmm. it was them and then it was Spy Mob version. Yeah, something like that. Okay. And then um, and then uh, who he did uh, Icon twice because he did it once during his opening, the opening in the beginning, like his first two songs. Then he closed it out with that, and then at that point when he went through the crowd and started acting a fool. <laughs> um. <laughs> Yeah, sounds about right. And then um, he had a turn up version of "Watch Me Do It," but it was like hard ass drums in there instead. So instead of just a, it was like hard doing like trap drums. I'm like the fuck, whoa, <laughs> right, whoa, right, threw me all off. Okay, right. <laughs> I, I right. mean, my sister is a Jaden fan because the last time we went to a concert together was a Jay Z concert last year, and that's the last, and I played that album for her, and ever since then she's been in love with it. Um, and then uh. Um, Young Thug was there. 
Yeah, I, and I, I've never, like, I've never really listened to Young Thug's music. I didn't realize he had that big of a fucking following. Yeah, because everybody was Young, fucking singing. Young this shit. Thug like, has I've the heard most so many craziest songs. I didn't realize he was like, like, and some of the songs I'm like, oh, okay. See, see the thing about shit. the thing about Young Thug is this: I like his features. Okay, I like his features more than you know. It's just him by himself. Okay, now, um. I like his feature on Double or Nothing with Sean and um, Metro. That was tight. Mm-hmm. I like his feature on uh, Trap, Trap, Trap with uh, Ross and Wale. That was tight. Um, that was another. That was another thing he did. Uh, it was what was that Trey record? Sacrifice with him and uh, Two Chainz. Oh. Yeah, it was. It was on. No, he's uh, sacrificing. I'm thinking about the Sean Ricker Amigos as well. No, 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 not not that one, not that. Okay. One. But yeah, I I like I like Young Thug's features. Okay. I haven't really warmed up to him as a standalone artist. Yeah, some of those songs are like, okay, it's not too bad. Right. I, I like some more. He's okay. a hit or miss with me. So it was cool. Um, and then uh, Cole came out. So Cole, I've never been to a Cole show before. You know, the first, only actually only time I've ever seen Cole was like. Ron Time Blueprint 3. Mm. Jake uh, Hove went on tour. It was the first time I took my sister to a Jay-Z concert. Mm-hmm. And Jay took Wale and Cole on tour to Open War. Mm-hmm. This is when they first came out, on Rock, when Rock Nation was just starting. By very early beginning. Very early, like, yeah. So, that was the first time I ever seen him. That's why when you got the feature on, you know, on Blueprint 3 and blah, 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 whatever. So, mm-hmm. his, they, his show was pretty, like, First of all, J. Cole is going to, like, J. Cole, like, look, I'm going to be comfortable as hell on stage. And like, I'm coming out here with some fucking jogging pants on, some gym shoes, and a jersey shirt, and I'm good. So just like he did on uh, 2013? 2014? Tw- yeah, 2014. Yeah, that's bad. pretty much what he, like, he's like, I'm going to be comfortable everywhere. That's just how he dressed. Yep. That's just him. That's, that's, I, 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 look, I'm, I'm all for it. But no, um, it's it crazy was a really, to see his evolution, too. It was a great show. It was a great, great show. Like, probably one of the better shows I've been to. And the one thing different about J. Cole's show as opposed to some artists is that J. Cole's very conversational with his audience. Mm. So he get into songs, yeah, he, he, tell he, story, he, tell, he tells stories, he'll talk about different points in his life and kind of like going through the journey and shit like that. Because I, I got that from the 2014 live that's, album. And that's exactly that's, how he is. That's, that's a vibe. And that's how exactly how he is. He was really conversational. He, he gives, you know, like stories about... <clears throat> You know what is this album really about, and mm. you know, you know, different things about. And one of the things he kind of t- and he so he talked about a, a bunch of things, and, I, and it was the song like his. And it's crazy because you listen to J Cole songs, and you some of these songs, you're like, "Were these things really be hype at a concert?" And like, nigga, everybody was losing it, bro. <laughs> oh, it was like when them beats was dropping, niggas was losing, niggas lost their minds on uh, niggas think I'm selling dope, mm. shit. Um. Like he 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 knows how to put on a show. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'll give him that for sure. He he definitely put on a really good show. Probably one, like I said, one of the better ones I've been to in a long time. And um, then he left, came back and did 1985. But then he did the acapella, the last verse. Wow, wow. Actually, he did the first, yeah, he did the whole thing. He went came out, started the song, then went to it and did the whole thing acapella. From the part where he was like. Um, I'm digging a little funny little rap name or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. And then he and he ended it with role models. Because I was thinking the whole time, like, this nigga ain't did role models. He gotta do he role gotta models. gotta do role models. Like, and niggas lost their shit. But yeah, it was a good ass show, though. It was a really, really good ass show. That's good. Really good show. Um, 
one of the things he talked about that I kind of want to touch on in general was one of the things he touched on is like, you know, there's no such thing as overnight. <laughs> no, not you know, at all. Overnight said, and he, what he says is that, you know, if you see somebody and you think they're overnight success, he said one of two things either is happening. Either you wasn't there to see the grind up to the point where you finally, they wasn't on your day on your radar now, and you just wasn't part of that grind, and you didn't see it. Mm-hmm. Or they they skipped a bunch of steps and that shit not gonna last. They hit on something yeah. and the shit is gonna is gonna it's gonna come and fade real quick. Because they ain't built that foundation over time. This is gonna be a fizz. I I think that's actually kind of how I feel about people that are mad right, that hate on logic. Because I think they yeah. believe that he just kinda came out of nowhere and they went around for fucking um Young Sinatra volume one. Right. And really seeing how this nigga came what, what, up. Nobody nobody remembers mixtapes on top of mixtapes on right. top of mixtapes like he has four mixtapes before he ever dropped the album mm-hmm. but niggas don't think about it. they don't look at that shit they, they, go, they look at how he look now. they look at he his has, matter of fact before niggas really started hating on him he had four mixtapes and three albums true niggas no third two albums niggas had started hating on him on the third one everybody yeah cause he had what uh, cause it was under, more, it was under it, pressure and under pressure and then it was uh, incredible true story yep but when everybody came out, everyone, everybody, so everybody started hating. It was like, dude, really? Like, y'all just gonna jump on this bandwagon now. Like, really? But y'all got two other albums where... Two albums plus four mixtapes. Y'all could've... If y'all really wanted to check that nigga grind, y'all could've. But no, y'all didn't do that. Nah, y'all wasn't, y'all wasn't so, shooting in the gym with... with right. With, with, and that's with my Bobby. issue with most people that hate on Logic. Is that, look, you ain't a nigga... You know, y'all ain't seen his grind, so that's the reason why y'all don't respect him. Exactly. Or y'all don't with him. Exactly. But whatever the case may be... um, yeah, and, and I agree with J. Cole because one of the things he said was like, and it's one thing I tell people all the time, especially when people, I have people, I know people that are like, they're stressed out because they like that, like they have this goal in mind, but like if they're not at that goal or that point where like, oh shit, um, I'm not there or I'm not getting there or I'm not getting there fast enough. One of the things I always tell people is that y'all just stop putting time limits on yourself. You, 20, you, you 28, you 32, whatever age you are, you got time. But all this shit about stressing yourself out about where you're not at, where is that going to get you? Get you. It's not going to get you nowhere. It ain't going to get you a bunch of stress and you wasting energy that you could be using to pursue what you're trying to accomplish. Yeah, I went through something like that just not too long ago. I just really had to really sit down and focus myself. Like, I got all this going on, but it's not where it's supposed to be. Right. So I really had to just make myself do something about it. Mm-hmm. Like quit stressing. Right. I always tell people all that stress, or energy you use on stressing, you can be using it to work. And that's what I do now. Like if I'm if I'm ever stressed out about something, you find me just working, headphones on, world off. Right. I'm on the computer, doing whatever, whatever. I'm trying to better myself. Right. I'm trying to I'm trying to be up there with all these. All these digital artists I've seen over the years, because I just got a drawing tablet. <laughs> I'm trying to, I'm trying to be up there. So, yeah. Also, I'm hating on him because the last cover he drew is one point that out. Because when he t- showed me the outline of that shit, I didn't expect it to look like he came out. So fuck you. <laughs> um, I'm assuming that was a product of your drawing tablet. Uh, yes and no. It was, it was like half of it was hand and then I, the rest I mean, of it. I knew the hand part, but. I no, knew. like the coloring was half of it was hand and the rest of it was um 
was um taboo. Fuck you. <laughs> um. <laughs> so with that being, and so my thing is, it's true. We went through that. Um. Shit, we still go through that. We still do that. But <laughs> my thing is this, and one thing I, I told somebody, I said I told somebody yesterday. One of the things I'm all, you know me, I'm the I'm an idea guy. I'm the idea guy for myself, but I'm also the idea guy. When somebody tells me they got an idea. All right, what the fuck we doing? Like you are the plug. Like I'm like, okay, well, let's 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 sit together and talk about this shit. Let's hash this out. Let's figure out a plan. Mm-hmm. How you want to get there? What are your plans? What's your what are your milestones you trying to reach in this year and next year? Because in the same thing, I had this conversation with my little sister because I tell people all the time because we talking about stuff we got to do for our company and people. She was like, it's cost us everything costs so much. I said that's the reason why most businesses fail within the first year or two because you can't get cost. past that whole. I gotta spend my own money thing, and they're just not there. They didn't put a. They don't have a point of attack. They don't understand that shit costs money. You're probably gonna spend more than you get in the first few years to get to where you're trying to get. That's just the way it is. That's the that's the price of doing business. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of people can't if they're not where they want to be within a couple of years. They say I'm gonna start this business, but it's like okay, well. What is your plan for this business, though? Like, it's one thing to say, hey, I got this great idea. Let's do it. But, okay, what's your progress? What's your plan? What, how are you trying to be? Because I had the same conversation with my cousin because I had talked to him about opening a dance studio. Mm-hmm. And he was talking about all his friends that graduated with him. And, you know, they're Shout all, out to them. They have dance studios and shit, but them shit's not successful. They're not making any money. And I said, it's because they're trying to run a dance studio and also run a career at the same time. Mm-hmm. If you're a dancer, you're on the road trying to promote yourself as a dancer and get gigs and also choreograph and shit like that, you can't run the day-to-day of a dance studio, right? Because you're not going to be there You're not going to be there. So what you're supposed to do and the right way to do something like is you ha- you can't run a dance studio by yourself. Right. You, you got to have a solid you team have to, have to somebody, run a studio. You have to have somebody who's running the day-to-day of that studio, at least one other person, if not multiple. Because you got to have a numbers guy. You got to have a, 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 a marketing marketing. Person. You need PR. Like, all those things need to be done when you're not there right. so that you, you can do the business of promoting yourself individually and you can also talk about the fact that you have a dance studio. Mm-hmm. You also need to do things and a marketing person is also going to be the person to be like, hey, we need to do this dance, this uh, choreography video for YouTube and put that shit out there make sure people know what his dance studio is it is a literal daisy chain of business because that's the reason why you get people that are going to get popular you get these dance studios for example the um, World War of the Dance show they just ended Man. this season The Lab that's actually a place called the Creative Lab Studios in California. Mm-hmm. That's a studio. They and they have more than just those kids. The kids are just the ones they sent to the show. Right. They've been doing a thing for years and years. A lot. They have adults and all kinds of. But that all you know what they're gonna do for the, that that studio? Them, them studio gonna get all types of more business because because them, it's on the show. Because it was on that show. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So those are the things that get you attention. Sean, 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 and Casey. Sean Lou is known on YouTube for his choreography videos. But he was on that show. The kids from um the fucking um who was that group? S rank. Oh they, yeah. S rank. I know most of them kids from YouTube videos. The little Asian girls always in Matt Stefanino's videos. And yeah, now nah, they about to get blown. That's what I'm saying. Up. So you see these people on these in all on online and doing YouTube videos, and then they get opportunities like that because they put a name for themselves, and you've seen them develop and grow over the years. Is that you building a brand, mm-hmm. and people don't understand the importance of building a brand or how to do it. And so, no matter what business you're running, if you don't know how to build your brand, ain't none of that. You ain't gonna do it. It's not gonna get you nowhere. Building a brand is the hardest part, and a lot of people. The problem is that sometimes the idea person is not the the part it, the best business not, person. not the best. Yeah, they're yeah. not the best business person. I happen to be lucky because I'm I'm 
okay. You're, well, you're, you're a business person and... I'm an idea person. Yeah. So um, I can look at the things from a business point of view and say, okay, this is this what makes business sense for us to get us there. But the idea, like, so I can tie things together a little better. And I'm not the, I'm not saying I'm the greatest at it, but I have, I, at least it helps me. And you're better than me, I didn't know that. Well, yeah, but you, most designers I meet are not that great at business, to be fair. And you know that. Because designers are usually in their head too much to think about business part of it. True. Yeah, this is the reality True. of it. Man. True. I, I like, for me, I just want, I just want to put my stuff out there. Exactly. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm getting better at business mm-hmm. you know with people I surround myself with who who's actually done stuff with the things they're good at right you know what I'm saying like you being one of them I got a bunch of other people that uh that I've watched or you know kind of surrounded myself with and that's, the, and that's part of the process is getting yourself around the right people yeah because you, you get in, if you're around the right people that have the right mindset that you're looking to get to it influences you and mm-hmm. it gets you to you start learning things even if you're not really trying or thinking about it over time of being around those people and watching how they move mm-hmm. you start kind of like oh picking up little shit and you really don't think about it but it's like after a while you go oh all right and you start th- your mindset just starts to change a little bit when you start making decisions and you start thinking oh shit okay I know how I understand it now. I figured it out. Mm-hmm. And so that's just how it works. You just have to have the right time people around you and do that shit. It takes time sometimes for people. Yeah. Um, but that's true. We went through this process when we first started doing music. Like, Bro. We was, we was working. We started doing music in 2009. Yeah. We that worked. so long ago, though. Right. So long Almost ago. Years ago. It took us, it took us at least two years before we let anybody hear shit. Mm-hmm. We got to a point we even thought, hey, so we let somebody hear what we was doing. And it took us that long, and then long. from there it was still like we still weren't we weren't like oh we there we there yeah it still took us another year we was like oh we confident to the point it was like okay we can really start looking towards putting out a project yeah but then we had to, we added people to the group and it, it it still took us a time to kind of get to that point but it was a process mm-hmm. and the thing about the process is the process is sometimes the best part you get to the end the end goal it's like okay I'm here. But you so can look back do. on that process and say all the things that I learned through that journey, all of the, the obstacles I, I was able to overcome through that journey, that's the best part. That's what makes you, you. Right. That's what makes a group a group. That's what makes a brand a brand. Is that the grind. There. And, and, and the grind, a lot of people don't respect the grind. Right. A lot of people will see a get rich quick option. Um, you see 50 million hair pages on IG. Oh shit, I'm gonna get hair. Oh, like if I get followed by another hair page, though. I got a new follower. What the fuck is hair? God damn it, this is bullshit. Man, if, if I get followed by another another hair person, I swear. If y'all not talking about flyers, don't at me. <laughs> if y'all not talking about promotions, don't at me. I don't, I got hair. I'm not cutting it. I'm not giving it to nobody. Y'all get out here and get these folk out if you want to. Mine's is real. Right. 20,000%. I actually think about, I've, I've considered doing a lock journey, but I'm not sure. Don't do it. I'm considering. Nah, don't, don't do it. I'm considering. Because I'm going to look at you weird. I'm considering. Don't, don't do this to me. To be fair, I talked to my sister's best friend about it because she's doing hers now. Uh, uh, uh. So... It's kind of going to coincide with another journey. So, 
So you just gonna be you gonna you gave me shit for the last ten years. Now you wanna do it? <laughs> Fuck you! <laughs> gave me shit. I give all my, my friends shit. Gave me shit about my last for the decade. Talk, Fuck I you! Talk, I just I just talked to somebody. I just talked to somebody about this last night. I was like, whatever. Your friends are supposed to give you shit. I said, I got friends now that are like they've come, they've come a long way in their lives. But I'm there to remind them, nigga, I was there when you wasn't shit. Here's this picture. Bitch over bitch. I, hate <laughs> I you. remember when you was that guy. I hate you. I hate you. <laughs> Your friends are always supposed to be there to remind you when you wasn't shit. I remember, nigga. <laughs> you are that like, one. I'm a, it's like I'm, one I'm, I'm, guy. I'm gonna fuck with Ashley next time I see her because one of my employees just moved to fucking um Cali to chase her acting dream. Oh no! It's all gonna fuck with like, hey Ashley. Guess my what? I moved. What the fuck you waiting for, nigga? Damn. Damn. Right. Damn. Right. Right. Shout out to that Ashley K. <laughs> Do it. Whack, nigga. Scared ass, nigga. I'm sorry. Stop. Scared ass half nigga. <laughs> Scared ass half breed nigga. Oh, stop it. Stop I it. Say you're Lily White, but technically you are Lily Half Lily. Stop it. Stop it. Fucking Lily White. Scared that cat. You're going to have to hear this from her. Oh, scared it ass nigga. You're going to have to hear this from her next time we do the podcast. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, hear this from her. Y'all got to bicker. All right, <laughs> oh, so like 20 minutes on the bike. <laughs> and I'm just sitting here with the popcorn like, hey, these niggas go again. So, um, but yeah, I just always want my advice to be doing just like J. Cole said at the concert. Enjoy the journey. Enjoy the journey. Because I think I see people, some of them, I, mean, I talk to some of you all the times. And like, oh, I got all these things I'm doing, all these things I'm doing, all these things I'm doing. And I'm like, but when are you going to slow down and make sure you enjoy it? Yeah. Because sometimes who you are focused on and they, they, they drive themselves crazy, you have to take time for yourself yeah. to enjoy the process. Also, to make sure you don't stretch your fucking self out. Because you can go crazy. It's all you think about is this task, 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 task. Oh, it's, it's too far gone saying, for me. Motherfucker, I need to like let myself relax and enjoy them. Take in a breath every once in a while. Because if you continue to fo- and drive yourself to, into the ground, mm-hmm. you're not going to be able to get to where you're trying to get because you're going to be so fucking tired. You're going you gonna to poop out before you get to like, you might be at, you might be at 24. You ain't going to get 35 if you keep... Right, you're not gonna live to see thirty if you keep on killing yourself. Just, just, you gotta, you gotta let yourself breathe every once in a while. That's and, part and, of the process and part of the learning step. And to anybody else still owe some projects for, just bear with me. I'm, I'm working on myself right now. He's working on himself. <laughs> I'm, work, I'm working on myself right now. I'm trying not to die before I hit thirty-five. <laughs> yeah, I, I need not to do that. Yeah. He's still a dreadhead, nigga, but I love him. I guess. Whatever the case may be. I guess. Whatever. He's what? one of my best friends, so I guess I gotta tolerate this nigga. What? Um so the last thing I want to kinda of touch on, so <sighs> Mr. Cat Williams. Oh, this this Pimpin, uh, pimpin, pimpin, pimpin. Pimpin, pimpin. 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 So, I'm not even slip back. Who ain't never got a career back on track. So Cat Williams was on some radio show. Some little radio show. And he got he got he went on this little tangent about his tangent included dish he talked about how all these ugly comedians are not all these unattractive comedians are out here doing stuff talked about Gerard Car- Carmichael Lil Rail Hannibal Burris yeah but uh, you he, out here looking like literally you just dropped off of a uh, crap bench he and he, he talked about how 
he talked about Tiffany Haddish and basically alluded to the fact that she's never done a tour. She's um she's never what's your favorite Tiffany Haddish joke? Um, and he named all these women comedians that he's taken on tour before. And I was like, okay. So my thing is this. You can only do so much with Lunel. Well, it's not even that. My issue is, and it's, it's so Kevin Hart, who he's on The Breakfast Club, he had time. Yeah, I heard that interview. Kevin he Hart had, had all time. the time in the world. He had time. And Kevin Hart, another thing that Cat Williams did is he told a bunch of false-ass fucking stats. Mm-hmm. So I'm out here and sold 2.4 million tickets and all this other dumb shit that he's talked about. Meanwhile, Kev shut all that down. Right. Doing what well, was he done like four or five? One of the things Kev alluded to is why are you hating on somebody else's success? Exactly. My thing is this. I have plenty of friends. I have friends that are in the music industry that have been doing this shit for years. I have friends who are who are successful in different things. At no point did I ever hate on them and say, well, shit, I wish I was there. Or, damn, you in my spot. No, nigga. Right. That's, that's not is, how the game works. That's not how it works. But my thing is this. In the industry where black people don't get very, very many opportunities to begin with. Yeah. Especially if you're a woman. Especially a black woman. Especially so if a black woman. So if an African-American woman. woman is getting shine, why are you trying to tear her down to point out all her faults? <laughs> First, like, and it's like, yeah, you like, don't who, have, like who are you and you don't have to down her to big up your people that you are fans of because both things can be true you can say you know what I feel like people like Lunell and, and all these other people should have gotten more attention and now we can all say yeah you're, you're agree mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean oh but because Tiffany Haddish is getting any spread these lies about she was married to a white man all this other dumb shit that had nothing to do with nothing that wasn't true exactly but my thing is you, like Kevin Hart said, you had to, you had the game. You you was you was yeah, Kevin you Hart. Was, you was on time. You were Kevin Hart. Mm-hmm. Ten years ago, that was you mm-hmm. doing sold out shows everywhere. Mm-hmm. I know I went to one of them. And now look at you were that dude, and you chose drugs. Mm-hmm. You fucked your career. But your whole career. Because the thing is, you don't seem to understand is. Yo, those people that you are talking about how they didn't get opportunities, you know, part of the reason they didn't get opportunity because of you. Because of you. Because you were the one backing them. So when you start fucking up, you're not only fucking it up for you. You're fucking it up you're for everybody. For people because all those people do is associate them with you. Mm-hmm. You don't seem to understand that when you build a brand and you start trying to build other people up under that brand, mm-hmm. when the brand crumbles... They Those all other crumble. People get they get the remnants they, they, of it. They get dragged into the bullshit that you are going through. So you can't be mad at her for getting opportunity and being successful at it. While you over here just while you, are, while you up here complaining. And like like I said, who are you? Like who and, are you? And Kevin and Cat Williams is a genius. He's a genius comedian. I will never question his ability as a comedian but as a person and the ability and you making fucked up decisions nigga, nigga trash. you fought a middle schooler nigga trash nigga you fought a middle school kid and lost and that choked the fuck and out and lost <laughs> you got them hands and you lost but you want to talk about and you so your decision making is questionable at best exactly but you want to criticize her because she's successful and she's in demand 
because you made decisions that negatively affected other people, but you're blaming other people instead of taking responsibility for the dumb shit that you did. Mm-hmm. And accountability is a big thing for me because a lot of people don't want to be accountable, uh, held accountable for this shit. It's one of the issues I have with some of my, some people that work in my company because they wonder why they're not getting promoted or getting you know opportunities. And it's like because you niggas don't want to be held accountable for anything. You know, you, it's always somebody else's fault. It's never on you. It's always on everybody else, but it's never your fault. Mm. You, at some point in your life, you have to be accountable for your shit. Mm-hmm. Look, I've, I've, one thing I can honestly live as I've grown and got older, I understand the things, the mistakes I've made. I'm, I've made more than my fair share of mistakes we all have. But if you don't, if you don't accept and own your shit and own your mistakes and say, you know what, look, I fucked up and I have to learn from that shit you so that learn. I don't fuck up again. But for you to make it seem like, oh, it's everybody else's fault and it's not yours or it's the industry's fault or it's these white people's fault, you niggas need to stop blaming everybody else and take ownership of the fact that you fucked up. Yeah. Because if you make fucked up decisions, your fucked up decisions going to affect you. Because nobody was on tour with you but you. Right. You, and when there wasn't nobody else on tour, you wasn't on stage for hours and rocking clouds and all this other stuff. The media wasn't there in your place. You that was in the spotlight. That was you. That was you. And you decided, oh, it was better for me to just do, you know, and look, it's an addiction. I get it. But you're, with your addiction, you have to own your addiction. At the same time, you also have to understand that regardless of your addiction, you can't come on best near a motherfucking body else. Nah, it's not a good look. These comedians are also, they're getting attention. They're getting opportunities. Lil Real got a show on Fox. Hannibal Barris has gotten multiple movie roles. Man, Hannibal's Gerard out here, dog. And people need to understand, Gerard Carmichael had a show that was on for two seasons. The only reason it ended is because he chose to end it. Mm-hmm. The network renewed the show. He, he, he said, didn't want to do it anymore. It. He didn't want to do it anymore. So we want to create this narrative that the show wasn't in turn. And it's like, no, he chose to end that show. Mm-hmm. So... You guys, and it's like, and this thing is, people talking about resonating with black people. Everything doesn't have to resonate, y'all. Y'all don't like certain things because black people don't. Black people, black people are not a monolith. And what I mean by that is, black people has this narrative that black people have to be a certain way for me to be entertained by them. Every black person is is hood. Is is that thing that I hate is like being being stuck in a box. Right. I hate that. It's like there's so many facets to people. In general. In general. You want them to be this one thing because that's what you like. That's what you grew up on or whatever the case is. It's that whole narrative like growing up, I was told I talk white. First off, there's a whole there's a there's a difference between talking white and then talking with pronunciation. Right, I know I, I know how to pronounce words. Yeah. I do too. I, I mean it don't sound like it. <laughs> I, I know how to pronounce words correctly. But, I yeah. know how to enunciate. Yeah. I am sorry. That my parents made me um that I was good at English and my mother was really really good and I was a writer so I know how to read. Let, let it be known we are both English Nazis. Like I'm a, <laughs> I'm a grammar Nazi I am but yeah we're, we're both the worst you, grammar Nazis. And, and I can't help that people get mad because I talk a certain way. Like let's be clear, mm-hmm. I may you may quote unquote say I talk white or I talk too proper, which is the dumbest shit I've ever heard in my life, because. Why you talk too proper? What is first off, mean? first off, how do you? Ain't no person that that spoke slang or whatever you want to call it. Ain't nobody spoke a certain way and got them a million dollar job. No, and no, if you, did, you, gotta, you, you got you got to be proper. You, or you had uh, you had some other job like 
you you were a rapper and you just made a whole bunch of money. So well, sure. well, okay, right. Other Besides than that, that, other than that, like yeah, you had to know how to talk to people. Like executives don't, you know what I'm saying? And executives my, don't talk like us. And my thing is this: <laughs> unless you're a rapper. even if you even if you do talk like that, you have to be versatile. Mm-hmm. You have to be able to go into different spaces in life and say and be able to do what you want to do. Because I can talk. Me and you can shoot the shit. We can talk all the slang and talk all the fuck nigga shit and all that. All that. But when it comes time when to talk about some real... When I go into a meeting with some up, some directors and shit like that... It's business. We talking business? I'm not about to say, like, yeah, man, what the fuck is this hoe doing over here? Nigga, that's not the way you talk to people. Nah, that's how you lose money. That's how you lose opportunities. Right. But the, but people will say, oh, you're just trying to feed the white people. No, nigga, I'm just understanding that there's a certain level of... There's a certain fucking, level of intellect. Can like a certain level of fucking there's a certain of being business savvy mm-hmm. and understanding the spaces you're trying to get into. Mm-hmm. Now, once you're in those spaces and you can change the narrative however you want, once you're in that space and you on top, you can do what the fuck you want. Right. Change the, the the expectations of what it is. But as it stands right now, when you work in a professional environment, you gotta be like a chameleon. You have to be a chameleon. You can be professional. It's not that hard. It's not impossible. It's not wrong. Right. It's just the way, the way business is run. Mm-hmm. But people, whoa, well, you you acting white. Man, shut the fuck up. The only person I know that acts white is Ashley because she's half white. <laughs> like how I tied that all back together. I hate you so much. Shucks <laughs> um, <laughs> to Ashley K. <laughs> half breed. So look. But no, it, the, 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 the whole Cat Williams thing kind of speaks to that whole crap in the bucket mentality. <sighs> and it's something that continues to go on in the black community, and we can attribute it to so many different things, and that's fine. But it's one of the things that is one of the reasons why my frustration with a lot of Detroit artists, you know, being from Detroit, you want to see people win. Mm-hmm. The unfortunate part is when somebody in Detroit wins... Everybody hates. Everybody hates. Everybody hates. That's why I appreciate people like Royce who's trying to change that narrative and he's trying to bring people together as far as like, look, nigga, we all trying to put on for the city. And and all trying to change himself, too. He's right. doing this all while he's trying to change himself. Right. He sees, and the thing is, like, he, you know, he, when he last time he liked Chavez is because um, he saw himself in him and how did some of the shit he was doing and, like, Chavez had this reputation of being, you know, we've seen Chavez Chav- Chav- <laughs> Yes, we've seen Chavez. We've met Chavez. We know Chavez. Yeah. <laughs> we've seen that nigga wild out. Right. Like, we know. Like, if you've been to a Chavez Chavez show back in the day, that guy had all the energy. And even then, then I've seen a nigga wild out at the but, just but, on some nigga, who the fuck is you? Like, but that's just him. Right. Right. That's him. And so, like, when like, he saw that himself, it's like, look, you know, I want to take this young boy and get him to, like, because Chavez has so much fucking talent. Man. So man. much fucking talent that you don't want, is somebody who cares about him, you don't want to see him. Right. You don't want to see somebody see him, like that get you know, wasted. You, we don't right. need another Matt Miller case. Like, he has so much talent. He just, it's so much potential there. You want to see him. Yes. You know, show it. Yeah. To the world. So, it's one of those things, like, there are so many talented artists around the city and as a community we need to lift each other up the unfortunate yeah. part is that every time somebody else gets shine it's like when Sean first got big niggas in Detroit was hating on him like he ain't really from Detroit what the fuck niggas from Detroit don't rock leather pants like nigga really first off first off we ain't all about gators right and it's we like, ain't all about like, Cardi's and gators I mean this this okay the thing about Sean is this, and I'm a, I'm, I'm a huge Sean fan. Everybody knows this. Sean is that guy who elevated Detroit in the fashion uh, in the fashion realm. 
When nobody uh, rocking what? When nobody rocking Louis Vuitton? When nobody rocking the Jaspers? When no rock, no when nobody rocking BBC like that? Until Volume Three came out. When nobody rocking that? I've seen a lot of people pick up a lot of BBC stuff, a lot of uh, Tisa stuff. This all happened right after when Volume Three came out. I've I've noticed these things. So the fact that y'all hate. Sean for wearing these kind of clothes like he's not he's not trying to you know what I'm saying he's not on our level he's he's above us in a way because he, he on a whole another echelon when when it comes to like putting his product out and whatever he wherever he wears you know it's it's, it's a whole it's a whole other thing I can't really put in words right now but it is a pet peeve of mine is 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 one thing for it's one thing for black folk to kind of like hate on each other for all the wrong reasons and it's just it's a, I can't I just I can't I can't go on <laughs> I can't go on at all because it really it really annoys me and I get it and it's like you know, and we can talk about Sean before another time, but yeah, in general, well, I just I use like, him as an example. It, yeah, and he was one of the prime examples I used a long time ago because I felt like Cass just they looked at him in a certain way, like, oh, he's not this typical street nigga from Detroit. He ain't talking about Joy Roll every five seconds, so all of a sudden he like, ain't. Detroit. Come on, dog, like, nigga, dog, fuck, fuck you, and all that bullshit. Y'all niggas outside the seven Blade Icewood on and KDZ and think that's really what Detroit is, and I'm like. As I roll out in the back of my fucking head. But whatever. It's fine. It's uh, cool. To keep in mind, we've both been outside of the country. We know what's up. <laughs> right. So, but no, I get it. It's cool. Whatever, y'all. Whatever for y'all, but that whole, well, we got we to gotta stop keeping each other down and hating on each other. Like, it's, it's annoying. We don't support each other. There's too many people that are out here to try and do shit and do shit for their, their people and doing different things. And it's like, instead of, you know, congratulating them and supporting them, we create narratives that we want to hate and we want to drag them down. It's like, dude, at some point we gotta stop doing it. We gotta, we gotta stop hindering ourselves because we only hurting ourselves. And, and it's not. It's, and the only people that's laughing at this is all the other people that are at the white people. The white people are laughing. Like, matter of <laughs> fact, I just had a conversation with a uh, with a friend of mine yesterday about the same subject. Like, you don't see you don't see any other culture going against each other. You don't see you don't see white people going against each other. You don't see Chaldeans going against each other. You don't see the Arabs going against each other. You don't see the Jews going against each other. They they literally helping themselves build a community in the community. Why do you think there's so many gas stations that's held that's been owned by other uh, other races and other uh, trades? Because they know how to build each other up. Like yeah. you, you get a you get somebody you get somebody to look like us. Oh, you gonna start hating? You gonna start hating instantly? Let's go rob this nigga. Yeah, and I think and the thing is, yeah, there are, and there are, there are deeper rooted things in that, and I get it. And we're not gonna really get into it because that can be a whole another hour long conversation. Yeah, but possibly uh, this, episode thirteen. At some point, we have to take ownership of this shit and say, you know what? I understand what what was done and what has been done to us over the years and through the hundreds and the history and through our history. But at some point, we got to say, you know what? Enough is enough. It's done. Enough it's over enough. for that. We know what was done, but knowing and not acting on it is a problem. It's one thing to know it, but what you going to do about it? 
Like Kev said, if you're not part of the, if you're not part of the solution, you're part of the problem. You're part of the problem. Part of the problem. And I'm trying to, and I'm, trying, and I'm, I'm not trying to be a part of the problem. So I'm trying to uplift everybody and try to get everybody in a position to be successful. I want all my niggas sitting around like Hov and his friends be just on the, on just, just, just billion dollars shit, just doing shit, just out, just like just successful ass niggas doing different things. I want my niggas running different businesses and doing what the fuck they want and just being and say, you know what, we make this shit. I won't be able to sit around a round table in 25 years with my boys and be like, my friends and my family be like, look, we did this shit. Just toasting to it. Mm-hmm. And saying, look, all, all the shit we've been through, we here. Mm-hmm. We did this shit. And we're continuing to do shit to bring people up with us. Because it doesn't stop with us. It's, it starts with the next generation and mm-hmm. so forth and so on. Mm-hmm. You continue to keep building platforms for people. And that's what I want to do. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm going to continue to do. And I'm build mines up. So that shit's sturdy as hell. And I'm going to start pulling niggas up with me. That's, that's supposed to be done. That's where you do it. With that being said, I don't know what else to talk about. You got anything else that you want to say? Um, support black businesses. Yes. All day. Um, the podcast um has made some changes. We're no longer on SoundCloud. Just want to point that out. Later, Gators. Uh, we are not hosted on Podbean. Um, it's down with the King Podcast. You can also find us on IG at Down with the King Podcast, on Twitter at DWTK Pod. Um, we are still available on iTunes and um, Google Play, and we will be on Spotify sooner than you think. Hmm. Um, you know. We're trying to get that bag, yo. Right. <laughs> I know how close we are to that, but we'll, 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 we'll be, we'll, we'll get work on some shit. We're getting paid in gum right now. <laughs> I don't like gum, so I'll take some Jolly Ranchers. I take some gum. I need some for the car. Right. Preferably some uh some uh cubes, watermelon. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. I just want to point out this nigga gonna end my podcast. <laughs> well, I guess I could say our podcast by saying he wants some some watermelon. Look, it's the most niggerish shit. Look, it's good, all right? This is the most niggerish shit I have heard all day. Just be glad I didn't say fried chicken. And they both kind of go to better. Well, Whatever the case may be. I didn't say fried chicken. Although, fried chicken, off Nas' untitled album, still one of the like, awesome songs. Buster Rhymes described chicken way too detailed, and that shit threw me the fuck off. Nah, you want Buster Rhymes to describe food? Let him get in full Jamaican mode. <laughs> yeah, I forgot he is Jamaican. Let him, let this guy go full well, Jamaican. Like, it's like my Jamaican brother who got this nigga's um, girl high, but that's a whole off mic con- uh, conversation. I just left it there. So with that being said, that is it for episode twelve of the Down with the King podcast. Dirty dozen for your homie C Wade. You know it, boy. I am Will K the King, and that is us signing off. Bye, motherfuckers. Bye, nigga. But yeah, somebody did say some shit about if if oh, because the rumor was that Wayne was on a disc with Drake. First of all, if you're getting help, then you lost. I'm yeah. sorry. You yeah. Getting help. I mean, he already did help with Jay Prince. That's the same thing Nikki tried when she, when she was trying to come back and get Remy. Fuck all that. Don't do that, cuz. So, whatever the case may be, fuck all that shit. Um, that being said, I'm done. Uh, oh, uh, two more things for my end, because, you know, I have that kind of time. Championship Wrestling League, Facebook.com, Fearless, FearlessRebels.com. And follow me on Instagram at visualcrack313. I got that word for you. Uh-huh. 
Shameless plug. Shameless <laughs> fucking plug. Hey, you know, all right, man. People always try to be rappers in Detroit. I'm trying to help the. I'm trying to help the the uh, talented ones out. You know what I mean? All right, man. Well, with that being said, we are signing off. Episode four of okay. the Down with the King podcast. I am Will K the King, C Wade, and yeah. we are signing off. See ya, Audi.